Everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. If you are someone who has been on a constant roller coaster of losing weight, gaining it back, and the amount of frustration that comes with finding reliable health advice, this is the podcast for you. We are health and mindset specialists that want to coach you so fucking well that we not only help you achieve the physical results you're after, but help improve your relationship with your food, your body, and yourself from a mental and emotional standpoint so that we can become completely redundant to you. Yes, you heard that right. We coach our clients to make us redundant. Thank you so much for listening in. Your support means the absolute world to us. Without further delay, let's jump into your episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Everybody, welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp. It's Travis and your girl, Laura, coming at you live from the studio. Two studios. <laughs> Two studios. Coming at you live from the studios, plural. That one. <laughs> got to get one of those. Get a soundboard. And just... I like how my on. studio has Doug in the background cooking. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's better than my studio with a puppy pooing on the carpet. So, oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> at least I, I think I think I get better smells. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely do. It's better than poo. Um, and then there she goes trotting out. If you're watching this on YouTube, you get to see Lilo. Um, Has she actually pooped again? No, not now. But oh. I wouldn't put it past her to go again <laughs> in like the next five minutes. But we'll be recording this, so that's fine. Um, anywho, uh, let's talk about. Stress was management. Good, was that a good intro? It was we'll a go yeah, let's, let's go with it. We're rolling with it anyway. It doesn't matter. People come to us because we tend to fuck up a fair bit and people love the imperfections of it. So <laughs> here we are. It, Talking about poop in the first two minutes. <laughs> That's how you know you got the real people, the people that care. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about stress management techniques and I'm going to open this up to be, um, oh my God, I can hear them running down the hallway. I'm going to open this up. She's back. <laughs> I'm going to open this up with the conversation starter of the fact that I am currently super run down. I have the mental capacity of a fucking potato, not even a sweet potato, just a normal potato and probably a low carb potato. Cause I feel like they have less density in them. Yeah. Um, and my capacity is absolutely fuck all at the moment. And I am just white knuckling to get a lot of stuff done. So what are your stress management techniques? Because I have mine that are currently not working. So what are yours? <laughs> what are mine? Um, it's very dependent on the situation. And it depends on my level of anxiety, what I'm stressed about. Um, I find that when I'm super overwhelmed, when uh, my anxiety is like through the roof, it often comes from just overstimulation of th of different things. So actually, um, I think a lot of people, when they think about stress management, they're like, oh, like listen to a podcast and chill out or watch Netflix. That really puts me at ease. Um, you know, playing video games or whatever it is that you usually do to de-stress. If you're really feeling stressed and overwhelmed, stimulation is the last thing that your brain needs and you just need some peace and quiet. So I personally thrive off going for a walk outside, not bringing my phone with me, not listening to any music, any podcast, and just looking at listening to the birds and looking at what's around me and that helps me so much when I'm feeling overwhelmed during the day and then I can come back 
and to whatever I'm doing and I feel so much better. Um, I literally get like, I, I feel like it's like a visceral reaction to if I'm overstimulated and overwhelmed to too much noise and lights and stuff. Like that's just when I'm feeling anxious, I just can't deal with that stuff. Um, so that's, well. yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing that I do. Um, I, I mean, from the last podcast that we recorded, you already know this, but meditating has been super helpful for me. I know that meditation, you've, it's one of these things that not everyone's in the right place for it, but I have found so much benefit from looking up like a guided meditation to feel more present and more kind of to quieten the thoughts in my mind. And that really puts me at ease. Um, but I mean, there's so many different things that I do and it's dependent on the situation. That's just two things that I can offer. Um, but you said that you relate to the whole overstimulation thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what did I say again? Oh, going outside and not listening to anything. Oh, yeah. There we go. My brain's going well. <laughs> Dissimulating. Yeah. What what do you do in that situation where you feel ridiculously overwhelmed? Depends on the situation, but usually I remove myself from the situation because nine times out of 10, when it has been ridiculously like overwhelmed and it's getting to like noises and just like flashing lights and like all that stuff, like that type of like external stimulation coming in. I tend to just remove myself from the situation to be like, nope, fuck this, I'm out, that's way too much, and then take myself somewhere else. Mm. The thing that I'm noticing at the moment for myself, I don't know if you can hear my pen in the background, hopefully not, but the thing that... I can't hear that, but that's okay. It wasn't bothering me. Now I'm really going to hear it, but... <laughs> Fine, I'll swap to a post-it note. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> just for you. Um well, now I'm worried about how many goddamn podcasts I've filmed flicking my pen and people are like, shut the fuck up, Travis. <laughs> I actually have that with when I have my ear pods in and I've got the case. The case is so satisfying to flick and I just yeah. like flick through it. <laughs> <constantly. laughs> no one hears your voice. They just hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goddamn. I clicked and now Levi's coming. <laughs> oh, really? He's going to see Levi. See, oh, there. look at his little face. <laughs> He's no. like, all right, everything's all good. And then he just walks <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah. But if it, um, like if it's coming off the back of like external stimulation in terms of like sounds and stuff, I tend to just remove myself from it. Um, otherwise a lot of my overwhelm at the moment is coming from like just pure anxiety. It's not anything that's like, Hey, all these people are doing this thing to me. It's, it's me. That is the issue because I can see all of the future problems that are coming up if we don't solve them. And I say we, even though I mean me, if I don't solve them. And these are the issues that I'm like, oh shit, this could lead to this and then this. And then it just becomes that classic anxiety spiral of, oh my God, now I'm six months down the track and all this has happened and that's all my fault. And that has been leading me to take inaction on stuff to like just stop doing what I need to be doing. And at the same time, I'm like, well, no, I have to keep doing these things because at the same time I'm talking to my clients and just like, we just, it's non-negotiable. We have to do the things that obviously it depends on the person, but some of these things are non-negotiable. We have to do these things to feel good. And the habits that I'm doing at the moment are the ones that typically 
get me out of a spiral, like go to the gym, do this, do that. Went to the gym this morning. I didn't want to, I didn't plan to go to the gym, but I was like, I'm going to sleep in. And of course, Lilo just started like ravaging my face with her claws and world's smallest tongue. And I was like, well, I guess I'm up then. So doesn't, doesn't that help your stress relief? <laughs> it does, but not when it's like 10 to six in the morning and my alarm's going off in 30 minutes. And I was like, Oh, I was having a good dream until she just like sucker punched me out of nowhere. So it does help, but <laughs> like having her around is super cute, but I'm so used to Levi as well. Who's just like the world's best boy of just like, do you need to go to the toilet? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I need to go out. <laughs> you want to go for a, well, I nearly said it. Do you want to go for a W? And he's just like, yeah, let's do that. And just like super chill, mellow and everything. Whereas now Lilo's energy is way to fuck up here. And I was like, I can't match that. I've got nothing for you. I was like, I'll play with you for like 10 minutes. I'll do some obedience training and stuff. But like, fuck, I can't do this. I'm so glad we didn't get the Bernice Aussie Shepherd. That would have been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, the, um, but yeah, waking up, I didn't plan to go to the gym this morning. And um, it was just something in me to be like, you know what? I don't want to have to deal with lilo's breakfast and this and that and getting up and then there's this whole thing and thankfully me and beth got up at the same time because it's her first day back at back at school back at work um so she did all that stuff and she said she would and she does and she loves the morning because that's her routine before setting off for the day i didn't want to go to the gym but i was like i want to because i want to relax because i know the gym has been for the past eight years particularly this gym has been the place that has been my second home. So I'm like, well, I'm going there because I just want a space where I can just relax, chill and watch critical role, like my show. And I just want to do that. Just do some like light cardio, watch that, chill out. Nobody needs me. I've got my phone on like um, focus mode. This is so stupid. I've got my phone on focus mode, but I allow Twitch so that I can watch my shows. <laughs> so, but it only Whatever happens. Works. Whatever yep, works. It's working. It's working. Shut up everyone else. So, <laughs> so there's no messages. There's nothing. There's whatever. I can just do that. And that's my time before work kicks off, before I have to get into the emails with, and like with responding to clients, with doing all this stuff. And when my mental capacity is normal or higher, all of that stuff is super fun and engaging and I can respond and I can troubleshoot and I can be me. I can be the coach that people pay me to be. But when my capacity starts getting really low, the first thing that disappears is my compassion, which I feel like is common for a lot of people, but particularly customer service people, which obviously went, we're not customer service, but it is that type of like service industry. It hits a point where I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then that's where I start to notice like, man, I'm going to need some time off soon because I'm not doing anything that's feeding my soul in like that massive umbrella term. Mm -hmm. And then what has been sparking me a lot at the moment is the things that used to feed my soul no longer do. They're just a stress point. So and do they cause more anxiety now? Like, are you feeling anxious in the gym? A little bit, but not, I wouldn't say that the gym is causing anxiety. I feel like it's residual anxiety in the sense of I go there to decrease my anxiety, but me being awake causes anxiety. And I know that my depression was due 
to a stepping stone of anxiety. Like I only, I feel like I only got depressed because of my anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So now that all this anxiety is coming up to be like, Oh fuck, this feels like it did nine years ago when I was getting back into the gym and that feeling just in almost everything in every day is starting to pop back up. And mm. A, it's scary as fuck. B, I don't have the capacity. <laughs> You're just putting salt on his food. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, B, I don't feel like... He's <laughs> looking at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is a very serious conversation, Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> um. But B, I don't feel like, I think this is where I was going with it. I don't have the capacity to do the things that are typically stress management that make me feel better. So it is a white knuckle of, well, I just have to fucking do it. And can you hmm. sleep okay? I'm going to say yes, okay. but I so, don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, are you feeling like you're waking up in the night and you're like overthinking stuff? Or is that during the day where thoughts will just go? That's during the day. During the day, yeah. I know that yep. feeling. Um, obviously, having had anxiety myself numerous times, um, for me, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had, uh, when I, I went through a, a very anxious period where going to the gym would give me panic attacks. And I had to, it was very strange because like you, it was my sanctuary. It was somewhere I would go to feel like, I'm, I feel very confident in the gym. I do what I want to do. I don't care if I do stuff which is different to everyone else. You know, I do weird movements and stuff. And like, I, I'm just very comfortable there. It's, you know, I feel yeah. very at, at peace. But yeah, it got to a stage where I was really being triggered by the gym. Um, and I don't know, it just sounds like, you have to try and quieten the mind a little bit somehow. Mm. And so. maybe in like for now, not doing gym stuff, maybe for like a week or something, just deloading and not doing gym stuff, taking yourself out of that environment and going for a run or a walk, like I said, in nature and run. just in silence. <laughs> run. You don't, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do a run if you don't want to. Go for a, a leisurely cycle or a walk. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. That's better. Um, yeah, I feel like that really, really helped me. But, like, do not listen to a podcast or listen to music. It mm. just, just be in the quiet and do that. Like when you wake up, I don't know if you have the capacity to do that when you wake up, but like first thing in the morning to just reset yourself and like get your anxiety baseline down. Cause at the moment it's here, but you like, we all need some level of anxiety to get anything done during the day. Cause it's all on a spectrum, but like you're like up here right now worrying mm. uh, probably about stuff that like doesn't really matter in the present. And trying to cycle it down by finding that quiet time and lack of stimulation. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what I would recommend. I just feel like a lot of people will just want to add stuff into their routine in order to manage stress. 
and just pile on like different techniques, like get journaling or like introduce meditation, for instance, like introducing lots of things where really with anxiety, the overwhelm means we need to strip it all back and take things out. So you, yeah, I feel like trying to strip everything back and also um, make your decision-making really simple every day too. Yeah. And this is like, that's pretty much where I was going with it. Yeah. Of, I mean, not that I told you that, but that was what my decision-making <laughs> was in the back yeah. of my head. Yeah. Of maybe I'm just going to take time off the gym and take Levi for a, for a W. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Don't> say it. <laughs> as soon as I say it. Well, actually it's, it's kind of good. He's getting deaf, so he doesn't really walk. Yeah. He's asleep. <laughs> um, so yeah, taking him for a W in the morning and then just being, because this is going to sound so weird, but I like the, and don't off the back of this, do not talk me into ice baths, but I like being cold in the morning because it wakes me up. Oh yeah. So on that, um... <laughs> on that affiliate link, hang on a second. <laughs> so your circadian rhythms, you are, I think, let me get this right. So the cold water will warm up your body. Yep. It won't, it'll feel like you're cooling down, but when you get out, your body's actually trying to produce heat. So you're, temp- you're naturally in the mornings, your temperature will be higher than in the evening. So doing a cold water immersion in the evening isn't great for your circadian rhythms, but I can understand the cold does wake you up. And yeah, in the morning, that makes total sense being in the cold, yeah. but you don't have to do cold showers though. Going for oh, a no. walk outside with less clothing. Is this what you were going to yep. say? With less exactly. clothing? is Yeah, okay, there you go. Sorry. Yeah, so yeah getting... um, No, that's totally fine. We're on the same page and that's fine. So, <laughs> yeah, taking Levi for a W in the morning so that I can get that cold exposure. Like, even when I was, like, doing outdoor PT years ago, it mm. was me, hoodie, trackies. I was cool. I was warm. Fuck my clients. They're going to get real warm in a minute anyway. But... I had hoodie, trackies, beanie, and I was chilling, but I was so awake after that because my face was just getting annihilated by cold wind. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, yep, cool, wake up. And then it was like 7 a.m., everything was all done. Well, not everything. The first session of that was done. And it just felt good. Mm. So then I was like, maybe I should strip this back and just do, because I'm a massive fan of simplicity, of just take him for a W every morning. It's easy. I don't have to do anything. It's quite literally just get up, get changed, do the same routine that I would do for the gym, but it's a lot less pressure. There's no time concerned with it because when I'm at the gym, I'm also doing something that I hate doing, which is constantly checking the clock to be like, okay, well, it's 7.50, so I can probably do this. Okay, well, now it's this, and then I'm I'm trying to fit too much in, and my day hasn't even started yet. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to get up initially at like 5.30, 6 a.m. to go do my workout. But then at the same time, it doesn't work out when you uh, don't have a program to follow. Because then I'm like, I could probably fit this in. I could probably do this. And then taking a day off from the gym because it's not planned is like, oh, well, I should be going to the gym. And then that becomes a whole thing. And that causes anxiety within itself, doesn't it? Like, I know mm. when I'm stressed when I can't make decisions for myself. <laughs> so we're like, I'm like, should I go to the gym? I don't know. I don't feel like I should, but then I really want to. Mm, maybe I should and just go and see. <laughs> and then that, I know that I'm like, I shouldn't go to the gym. My brain needs a break. My body needs a break. <laughs> yeah. 
and that's what um that's what I'm finding is so difficult after how fucking old am I? Twenty eight. After twenty eight years of consistently, nearly twenty nine, of consistently all the stimulus, all this stuff. I'm gonna say twenty seven years. Here's all this stuff that you have to do all at once. And then particularly because a lot of my how do I phrase this? A lot of my upbringing was conditional, or at least it mm -hmm. felt conditional. Meaning if I didn't tick these particular boxes, I wasn't worthy of being needed or having attention and all of these things. So my ability to multitask and to get more done than the average person is almost like tied into my ego and identity to be like, I'm a massively hard worker because this is my work ethic and this and this and that. Now that that work ethic is starting to slow down, intentionally because obviously I have you on board and now I have Tanil on board and I've actively brought people in that I want to be working with to help the fitness genie do what it needs to do so that I can chill the fuck out for once in my life. Now that I'm chilling out, that's starting to cause anxiety because I'm like, oh, I'm not working as hard as I used to. I could be doing this. I could be doing this. And that's where I'm like, the fuck, Travis, what do we do? It's a transition so, period because you're not used to it and your body's used to the, you know, what you, the predictable past of like keeping yourself busy and not having that time to yourself. But I can imagine that you're probably doing less you're not used to, which means you have more time to yourself, which means you have more time to think. And then thinking more leads to overdrive and overwhelm and more anxious emotions. So. Hmm. Yeah, it's a it's going to be a transition to be to be able to sit at peace with not doing as much. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're doing is just like as a reminder, what you're doing is very sensible to like lower the amount that you're that you're actually taking on during the day. Because I mean, you've told me your previous working hours, and I'm like, oh, God, that hurts my soul. Like, I'm <laughs> someone who quit jobs over commutes. Like, I'm not someone who. I've never been someone to have an issue with work-life balance because I'll just quit a job. <laughs> I'll yeah. just like not allow that to happen um, yeah. because I know that I get overwhelmed very easily. And if I have too much work, I can't, my like just brain can't compute. I'm just in bits. So mm. I'm very much, I have a very good work-life balance and I'm very content with it. But when I didn't for a short phase, my body told me. My body, like, mm. physical reactions happened when I was in overwhelm and did too much. Your body might be, your body might be very used to it because you've done, you've been, you know, conditioned to feel like this for 27 years. But I think if you hadn't made a change, you would have paid for it in the long run. Yeah. Physical health. Yeah, like it's it would show. So it's good what you're doing. You just need to try and not let the freedom in your day become a stressor yeah. in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the and then again, like looking back at the past experiences and how how I got here, like yeah, a lot of the hard work that I did, it was quantity work, but it wasn't quality work. I know that I can I can do what I do now in an hour that used to take me three hours. So I'm getting the same amount of work done in less time. But now because I've got all of that time left over, I'm like, oh, sweet. I'll do whatever. I need to fill that time because now it's available. 
particularly because now I'm looking at the time that I have available and I was like, Beth doesn't get home until like 6.37. I'll just work till then. Even if I've had like eight client calls in the day and I finish at four, I'll be like, I can do another two and a half hours. And then I just find stuff to fill that in and force myself to do stuff. Mm. But I've conditioned myself. I know you said it, but I've conditioned myself to be like that. And that's just how things, how things were. And yeah, it's fucking annoying. Yeah, it is annoying, but it's just a transition period. You just have to be patient with yourself and like be okay with the fact that you're stressed about it, but acknowledge that it's okay to have that freedom. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you're, if you're actually telling yourself like, actually, this is okay. Or if you're like, fuck, I'm stressed that I'm not doing enough. Like I need to keep my, like, I understand as a business owner, you're like, I've got to do more. I got to do more. Like we're not where, like I want to be in all these things, but like when you yeah. look back at these years, you don't want to, you're not going to think, fuck, I did so good. I worked such long hours. Like what, yeah. what, what good, what great <laughs> years, right? Like I worked myself into the ground and caused myself so much, so much anxiety and mental health issues. You want to look back at it and look at the amazing memories. So, yeah, I think that's and that's what I'm. Thing. That's where I'm fifty-fifty. Of, like, my weeks go insanely quick, and then particularly if there's any clients listening to this, they know how fucking quick like a six-month program goes. It feels like it just it's gone like that. Oh, it's scary. Like I had someone for three months, and we were like, "What? Yeah. It's over. <laughs> when did that happen?" <laughs> I've been coaching you for free for 15 weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like it sneaks up on you because everything in the day at the moment is so planned to be like, well, Thursday's check-in days for clients. Friday is when I'm going to update it. Saturday morning. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy having to do no pressure work, like check-ins and stuff, just like an hour or two, just to get me going. Cause there's no pressure. And particularly on the weekend, nobody's responding. No one's working, which means fantastic. There's no distractions on my end. So I can just go off and do whatever. And I enjoy that. So what was I saying? <laughs> oh God, what were you saying? <laughs> God, oh, active listener over here. <laughs> You're talking about doing, oh, having like, uh, like the day, the weeks go so quick because you've got your routine of check-ins. Yeah. I was listening. I was listening. There we go. <laughs> So the weeks go insanely quick because I've got the routine and I know what I'm doing and like every day has something planned. But the thing that I'm starting to notice is because the weeks go so quick, I'm like, right, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Got to do this. And then it's like 12 weeks later and I'm like, Oh fuck. So when it comes to like client calls and oh, put the pen down when it comes to client calls and enjoying my work, I'm very present when I'm working when I'm not working, that's where I go, cool, mainly business. What can we do to get more clients? What can we do to have this revenue? What can we do to do all this stuff? Because obviously there's, cool, my therapist would be mad at what I was about to say. This is what I would like the business to do. And if these particular numbers are met for like revenue and clients and things, that means that we can have retreats that means i can give back that means i can start setting up a fucking charity that means i can start doing all of these things that i would like to do and i'm so goddamn impatient <laughs> but, 
So you've given yourself this extra time. You know that you need it, right? And then mm. your thoughts spiral. Um, do you like hanging out with yourself and just being in your own presence? Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to not, but yeah. now I do. Yeah, okay. That's good. I was going to say, like, are you distracting yourself with work because you don't know what to do with yourself because you don't like being with yourself like that's the situation for some people yeah. but it's good that you it like hanging out with yourself be. yeah it definitely used to be of like because that's why and, and this is such a contradiction but that's why I, I was so successful early days and getting all this shit off the ground and getting started and then the fitness genie became the fitness genie to how everybody knows it is because i didn't want to be left alone with myself because i was so afraid of what my thoughts were that it was when I have a spare moment, I have to fill that with something because work will distract me because it gives me a task. It gives me a purpose. And then comes in the conditional responses of growing up and everything. I'm ticking all the boxes of, I don't have to think about something. It's conditional. I can get everything that I want as long as I stay busy and don't stop. Yeah. That went on for five years, six years of just like, well, let's give it a go. And then it was just full all in. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to think that when I was... Wait, can you just hold on one second? Can you hear that noise in the background? Yeah, a little bit, but... Dougie, can you just turn the volume down a bit? <laughs> Sorry, I can hear it. <laughs> Sorry, Dougie. <laughs> you can listen to it, just not that loud. Love you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, Tell him a bit sorry. Just in one ear. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Anywho's. Um, so, yeah, it was, yeah. it was ticking all the boxes of just mm. if I stay busy, I don't have to worry about all this other stuff. And now when I eventually started slowing down, then it was eventually like, okay, something my therapist said was if you can take yourself to the movies and be okay with that, then you know that you've sort of won because you're essentially dating yourself. And then I took that way too literally. I took that way too early to be like, <laughs> we, we should hire a studio. <laughs> it's just so casual. It's just like so like clueless. <laughs> it's fine. It makes for content. <laughs> just sit down and play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit down and play. He's like rummaging around the fridge. What can I get? <laughs> God, I really wish we had a bigger apartment right now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, okay. Yeah, wherever we were, that's where we are. So, <laughs> so you having like a really deep moment there talking about how you didn't used to like yourself. <laughs> I'm just like, Dougie, shut up. <laughs> You're just like, play your video games. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. that's what my therapist said. And then it was just like, cool, I need to date myself and figure out how to do that. And mm -hmm. oddly enough, I had a discussion through like a very quick Instagram discussion with a follower. Um, and I can't, I'm actually going to grab it up because it was something of like. Is this recent? Yeah, this was today, oddly enough, um, 
Where the hell is it? Oh, wrong person. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to read that message. I'll flag it and respond to it later. Um, there we go. So what I said was like, it's okay to use the negative and all that stuff um, from one of my TikTok videos. Um, and then essentially I made a video on TikTok to be like, it's okay to take action on negative emotions. Like as long as you just take the first step to getting away from where you want to go or whatever it is to improve your life. I don't really care if someone makes that decision off a positive or a negative experience, as long as it's to improve your life, go you. Cause it'll eventually hit a point where you're so far away from the negative that you can start focusing on the positive and you can start focusing on what you want instead of having to run away from stuff that you don't want, which is my life. And that's what I spoke about at the retreat as well. Um, and they just said, yep, uh, always hated people to tell me to think positively and things will change. Doesn't always work that way. Also, they're typically the same people who will say that you'll never find love until you learn to love yourself, which is such a toxic, fucked up message to those who feel worthless. And the first thing that came to my mind was, well, there's like a big message, but then the, the important part of it was, well, when I found Beth... <clears throat> When I found Beth and I fell in love with her and because I felt worthless, but I loved her so much, she became the motivation for me to get my shit together. Mm. So it wasn't that I had to learn to love myself before I could love Beth. It was the fact that I fell in love with this woman and I was like, holy fuck, she's going to be the thing that is like my North star and all of this motivation and stuff. And as soon as that happened, I was like, well, fuck, if I want to live up to that and have that life, like if I want to live up to her level and keep her around, I'm going to have to get my shit together. There's no more excuses. Mm. This is just how yeah. it's going to have to happen. And then that's how it happened. I remember I was in the gym like six days a week. I was smashing the bro split. I was all, I was like, how can she say no to this? Look at this. <laughs> and that was like the first time in like 12 years that I started training arms. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> Five kilo Fake dumbbell. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Yeah. But like, I guess her, her love, your love for her inspired you to love yourself basically. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. So That's then that cool. was a big, there goes Levi. That was a big turnaround of like, I don't care what the motivation is as long as you're taking action. And, you know, when my compassion does burn out, it eventually hits a point for me. He's waiting to go W's. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> um, it eventually does hit a point when my, when I start to burn out and when the compassion starts to disappear, that's where it's just like, all right, cool. So stop complaining about it. Let's do something about it. Let's figure out what it is and just fucking do it. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, well, I can't be the coach that I need to be if I'm burnt out by doing all these things, by white knuckling it and telling someone just fucking get over it and just go with it because that's not the empathetic person that I am. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and then that's where a potential like imposter syndrome comes in to be like, oh, am I the coach that I thought I was? Because now most of my advice is just like seasonal. It's just like, well, I feel like shit. So therefore everyone else just has to do what I'm doing as opposed to adapting and being the coach that I actually do. Being present helps me with that to coach people to be like, well, like this morning, for example, woke up, had an awesome day. And then one thought process came in or just like one thought that I was like, Ooh, I forgot about that. That spiraled me. And all it was, was I'm doing first aid on Saturday. And that goes yeah, nine. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. And now there's like three assessments you have to do. And there's so many questions. It's like, why is, why is it not just one question to be like, do you want to not let someone die in front of you? Yes. Cool. Come to the course. Yeah. But no, but anyway, so I forgot that I was doing that. 
And then I was like, fuck, there goes my Saturday. That means I can't do the client. And then it was just a massive spiral to be like, well, I should feel shit today because I don't have that time on Saturday. And it took everything in me to not spiral, to still get Mm. stuff done, to be on the call. And that's when I noticed that I am potentially moving towards that burnt out. I I hate saying the phrase burnt out because it's just like, for me, this is going to sound so, I know, but I hate using the phrase burnt out because I'm like, everybody's burnt out. Everybody's tired. Everybody is sick of shit. Fix it. <laughs> I'm not. I was going to say straight up, I'm not. Not everyone is. Not everyone is. There you go. <laughs> but I have been burnt out. There's different mm. levels of burnout. But if your nervous system is talking to you, like, so what if every, if a lot of people are, though? Like, that doesn't take, that shouldn't take anything away from your situation. Yeah, yeah I get that. But the, but I notice that when that comes in or like when I am feeling burnt out or like I need a break or something like that, it's, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, that's what it is. Ironically, that's what it was, is I keep forgetting stuff and my, um, oh my fucking God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I keep, I keep forgetting stuff and I struggle to find a thought process. And then when I'm being present and capturing myself to be like, okay, no, we're just going to do this. We're going to do this. This is how we manage. This is how we get through it. Doing all of that, it's almost like someone has just pulled the plug on the bathtub of my brain and everything is just going straight out. So no matter what I'm doing at that point, it's just diminishing returns. It's like trying to fill up a bathtub with a, there's no plug. So even though at the start of the day, it's like, yep, cool. I'm in there. And just like, as the day goes on, I'm just bailing out water. Like it's going to take me a long time for this to get empty. And I run with that. Soon as I have that thought and I am burnt out, it's not a fucking bailer anymore. It's not like a cup. Now it's just like, cool, plugs out. You're gone. You've got 20 minutes, figure it out. And then I hit that and then I'm like, cool. So I've got like six calls left today and I'm not feeling it. And I'm feeling like it would be easier to just, go away for a bit so but that is when you can I know you've done this before when you can cancel your clients and just take that time mm. for yourself I know you've done that before um yeah because your clients will understand because I'm sure that they've been there before themselves like yeah. I do it sometimes I don't usually have six calls back to back though but <laughs> that's just you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I've yeah. learned my lesson. I know that I don't function on that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have, I have moved clients in the past and I'm very aware, like if it does hit the point where I'm like, fuck, I need to move these people, then I will. But yeah, at the moment, it's just my ability to mask is overwhelming my feeling for feeling overwhelmed. So my, my ability to mask is better than feel succumbing to overwhelmness. What? <laughs> I'm saying this piss poor. I can mask through anything. Right. Gotcha. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So when I'm overwhelmed or anxious or depressed or whatever, as soon as I hit like dial on the phone, that's where it's like, cool, awesome. And as soon as that person picks up, I have trained myself so fucking well to just be like, hey, how's it going? Awesome. Love it. And like all positivity, energy. 
soon as I hang up the phone, I'm like, oh my fucking God, I want to be in traffic right now. And it's such a, it's such a pain in the ass thing to do because that's my default thought pattern is, I mean, the reason that I love working with all or nothing people is because that's me and I get it, but it's just so annoying at the moment presently that my default thought patterns are still there to just be like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm slightly tired. That means that I'm worthless and I can't do anything because I can't work because that means that my identity of being a high work ethic person and doing all of these things is immediately coming into question. So therefore yeah. you should just not be here. Isn't it fun That's to it. analyze yourself? <laughs> it is. It's so fucking fun. I love it. I wish I could never do it ever again, but I know where all that stuff's coming from. I know how to manage it. And it's a lot better now that it's like maybe a day thing as opposed to six months previously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, it's frustrating. I know what I need to do to get out of it and I'm doing some of it, but I'm also having to change being in that massive transition period from I'm just a personal trainer to now I'm a health coach to now everything's online to this massive growth that has happened in such a short period of time to now it's like, cool, you have to be this person, identity shift, CEO, work on the business, do this, do that. And now I'm getting pulled in so many different directions. It's like all my previous coping mechanisms are now also having to change and keep up with my new lifestyle. And now I'm like, ah, oh, cool. I don't know what they are yet. Mm. So it's a transition period of my work identity of like, I'm not just a coach anymore. Now I'm a business owner. Now I have to do these things to provide for my employees and do that stuff as well. Like that's just what's in the back of my head. And well, you, you know that good, me and Tanil are chill, so you don't have to worry too much. I'm very about aware. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very aware. But then it's also um, because you are both so chill and you're both really good at your work. That's where I come in and be like, well, I want to take care of, I want to take care of you both and I want to be able to do these things to provide for both of you. That's so nice. thank you. So, hug. <laughs> virtual hugs. So that's where that comes in as well to be like, I would like to do these things and have all this stuff set up so that I can do that stuff. So when comes like Christmas or bonuses or all this stuff, I can get all that stuff done. But then obviously when that, when the resources just are not there, then obviously it's, it's not even in the cards and I don't want to be one of those people. So that transition from just being the coach who does everything to now Tanil does this and you do this and I do this, but then also I'm having to step away from this to go do other stuff that I'm not familiar with to be uncomfortable learning all that stuff, which I'm totally fine with. But that's the transition period that I'm currently in and my coping mechanisms work really well for the previous identity that I had. So now I'm having to come up with not only a different lifestyle, a different coping mechanism and a different skill set and a different, it feels like a different Travis. Yeah. So now I know that, what you mean. Yeah. And then when that different Travis is coming in, I'm like, fuck, do I even like this guy? And that's where it's important for me to do the things that I have to do to make sure that I still want to date myself. Yes. I so, got you. Yeah. It's a... Uh... This is why I didn't ever want to be a business owner. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so glad, but no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, this is my two weeks notice, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, but I mean, 
however, and this might sound really dumb, but I just like this is a really challenging period that you're going through right now. But if you look back at the other challenging periods you've been through, which I'm like have been super, super hard. The stuff that you learn during that cha that challenge when you're going through it, when you're in the shit, there is so much like so many golden nuggets that you can take from it. You just, you can't see the woods for the trees at the moment. But I think mm. if you remind yourself, like, I know that this is a period of learning for me. I haven't been in this situation before. I'm going to learn a great deal from it. This is going to be an opportunity. I just can't see it yet. It kind of potentially, hopefully might change your perception a little bit on the situation and might ease your mind a little bit. But that's how I see it. I think when I was able to start doing that and change my perception of when I was going through extremely anxious periods, I was like, I've learned now that this will be over. Everything constantly changes. I know that there is a message in here. I know there's going to be an opportunity. I just don't know what it is yet. It kind of sucks at the moment, but I know the suck is going to disappear. And that might help yeah. to a certain extent. <laughs> Yeah, and it does because I'm, I mean, similar to what I said to you before we started recording is, I mean, to give people context, is I asked the, I asked someone, I was having a discussion with someone and the topic came up of like hindsight's twenty twenty, And then I don't know why, but just the, the first thing that came to my mind when someone was like, oh yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, should have quit the job, should have done this, should have done that, whatever, years ago. The first thing that came out of my mind was, okay, well, you don't always need hindsight to be able to see that. If you take your life and extrapolate that by five years, like if you do that now, look at your life, everything that you have, your habits, behaviors, thought patterns, your work, your relationship, everything like that. And even if it's only getting like 1% better every month, if you look at that in five years time, is that going to be the life that you really want to be living? Is that the situation that you really want to be in? Do you want to have to keep explaining yourself over and over and over again to justify things to either other people or more than likely to yourself? Nine times out of 10, that person comes back and goes, oh, fuck, yeah, that's a good question. And being able to visualize into the future, like there are so many what ifs from it, but because it could be like, well, what if in a month I get a promotion? What if in two months I change jobs or this happens or that happens? It's like, cool, but that's not your current life. Like the what ifs that are going to potentially happen, that's not, that's not hindsight. That's positive anxiety. That's the what if in a positive situation. And that's what I want to do as well. But take your current life, your known experiences, your known of what's going on, things that you do know that have happened and multiply that by five years. And if you are not happy with that life, you need to make a fucking decision right now because otherwise in five years' time, you'll be saying, oh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, we knew that it was coming, so you just didn't fucking do anything about it. So, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. congratulations, but your current sight is fucking shit. So do something about it. And that was a conversation that I was having with someone who wasn't a client, by the way, who wasn't a client. I don't have blunt conversations like that, but in this case, it was needed. Um so I had that conversation with that person and then they were like, yeah, fuck, that's a really good question. And they went off and thought about stuff and can't remember where I started with that one. Well, it's going to have to revert back to you at some stage. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, 
how so does that I'm very to good. <laughs> I'm very good at hindsight. This is why I fucking hate my brain. I'm very good at hindsight. And I had that conversation with that person to be like, do that over five years. And if I'm looking at my life right now with everything that I'm doing, if I'm looking at this in five years time, I can actually say that I'm pretty happy with it. The only thing that I would be unhappy with is the fact that I feel so shit in this transition period. But by its very name, transition period, I know that it's not going to be here forever. So in five years time, I know that I'm going to have these skills and do this and be able to do whatever it is, because that's, I mean, even if I lost everything today, I would still be better off than I was eight years ago, because now I have the skill sets and understanding as to what the fuck to do. Mm -hmm. So all the external stuff is the stuff that I'm getting pressured on to be like, well, I have to, it, it's really money. I have to do this and I have to hit these monetary goals and I have to do this stuff. But then it trickles all the way down to the very first thing is to same question as anybody's like, Hey, I want, you know, a hundred thousand dollar job. It's like, cool, go out and get it. It's like, no, how you lean into that hundred thousand dollar job is either a build it from the ground up or B you have to go acquire those skills to do this, to be able to get that job, to be able to get that promotion, to be able to move your way up. And then it just becomes like, uh, you said a hundred thousand dollar job. Do I really want to go to university? And then that becomes a question, but then that stops us. So the thing for me at the moment is I know that it's going to be worth it. I know that it's going to pay off and everything is going to get to where I want it to go because from known experiences, when I have put my mind to something, it's never not paid off because I'm mm. just an unreasonable person and I'm aware of that. So in that sense, it works for me. But I just fucking hate this transition period so much. <laughs> you got to learn to love it. <laughs> yeah. I love being uncomfortable and learning things, but holy shit, it's like I didn't think I would have to be learning so much in such a short period of time. And yeah. Truth be told, I'm in a very good situation, but at the same time, it's also like, well, I can see five months, six months, seven months into the future, and if nothing changes, that's bad, but I know that stuff is changing, and I know that stuff is happening, so it's, it's just such a weird mindset to be like, well, this is the reality of the situation, versus this is also the reality of the situation, and it's it's such a weird dichotomy going on in my brain there's a lot going on in your life <laughs> in your business like yeah there's a lot um that's why my therapist makes good fucking money <laughs> like fix it do it <laughs> hurry up kendrick <laughs> yeah i mean just enjoy the ride <laughs> no that's just advice um have you thought about smiling <laughs> when you wake up just smile and be happy Cheer up, Trav. Come on. <laughs> Don't you hate it when people it's say that? that. You punch them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. Like, yeah, well, your life's not that good, Steve. <laughs> Maybe you should think about that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, on the plus side, like, if you look at it this way, all these worries that you have, they're all in regard to growth of the business. So it's all kind of, like, good worries, if you know what I mean. They're all positive. They're growth worries. Anxiety-inducing things. They're not like, oh, my God, I'm going to be homeless sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, realistically, I know now that my 
Like I always do have a home to go to <laughs> and you know, it's not going to be the most ideal thing in the world, but that's, that's a reality is there's little Lilo. Um, that's a reality of it is that's like my, my worst case back then when I was in my worst case years ago, my best case then was to have a minimum wage job to just pay the mortgage and, or to just pay the rent. I wasn't even thinking about home ownership back then was just to pay the rent. And now my worst case situation is present day is twice as good as way back then. Yeah. So it's such a, it's so weird, but yeah, I think this is a long roundabout answer to say, I think I'm going to stop going to the gym and start walking Levi in the morning. So <laughs> with, with, Oh, look at little Lilo. Yeah. Oh. She's little tiny. She's Levi, so little. don't yell at her. Oh. You moved in her way, buddy. <laughs> now he's doing his old man growl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's not even looking at him. But anyway, so yeah, that's um, podcast took a turn, but here we are. It did, but I think that was interesting, and I think hopefully listeners will relate to these kind of stories to like hear what we're going through. And mm. even though we're coaches, we go through shit ourselves. Like, I don't mm. know whether people potentially think this, but maybe as people who are like mindset coaches and life coaches and therapists, potentially people think that we've all got our shit together and we've been through everything and we know the answer to everything, but we really don't. And we're still trying to figure shit out ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how you learn, right? You learn through mistakes, you learn through experience. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, um, that's why I started working on Lilo, leave him alone. That's why I started working on, um, oh my God, she's just chasing him and he's having none of it. So you're probably going to hear a bark in a second. Um, oh, I heard a growl then. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear that. I'm trying to just put my foot in between them. Lilo. Oh my God. Come here, you little shit. <laughs> Hiya. No. That's why. <laughs> That's Doesn't why. That I feel just make face. everything better. Look at her little face. Look at her little spoon. What are you trying to do, She's huh? So Sorry. People listening to this are just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> just looking at a little pup. Oh. Um, help me out here. Line. <laughs> oh, um, customer <laughs> service, like service industry is, it's almost just like being ahead of the student in terms of classes. So someone coming in to just be like, oh, yeah, cool. Well, what did you do? Like, for example, my university teacher, lecturer for strengthening and conditioning, no, for exercise physiology, was um, he was doing his master's. He was quite literally like four or five years ahead of where I was. And I was just doing Cert 4 in fitness. So he was five years ahead. So he wasn't, he was an expert for me at that time because he obviously knew a hell of a lot more than me, but was he an industry leading expert? Was he like having all this shit sorted? Did he have the program? Did he have like all of that back end business stuff sorted? No, he was just ahead of me. But mm -hmm. still to this day, I would just, I would, if I could, I would message him and just be like, Hey, question about this because you have the answers and more experience in that regard. So that was something that I figured out in terms of like 
imposter syndrome is that it's not so much about because when I came when I came into the game when I got drafted um, when I started I was obviously very young and I'm still very young at the moment but the difference is instead of looking at my age and being like yeah I'm too young to be coaching people that are twice my age or you know I'm in my 20s there in their 40s what do I know about being in your 40s I quickly came to realize that it doesn't matter because that person has exactly zero days of experience with fitness and nutrition and now so now when someone comes to me and it's just like well now I've got nearly 10 years experience in doing this and yeah I'm 29 this year but I've got nearly 10 years experience of doing this so you know, if there was someone that was 36, but they had four years experience compared to me at 28 with eight years experience, it's like, well, I've got twice as much experience as that person. Yeah, life experience matters as well. But I've also had a hell of a life that uh, mm-hmm. not a lot of people can say they've had, fortunately. Exactly. Yeah, we've, so, we all have different experiences. And I think, like, this is where you should obviously respect your elders, but <laughs> at the same time, like, age doesn't, <laughs> matter in these things yeah um i feel like you can have find a very uh knowledgeable person full of wisdom at a much younger age compared to someone who might be like 20 30 years older who hasn't learned from the experiences it's all about like how you've um how you've interpreted what you've experienced in your life some people at the age of 50 60 70 haven't interpreted, haven't learnt anything from challenging things that have happened. They may just still be sitting in that trauma and not doing anything with it and just be really sad yeah. and stuck. I know people like that. <laughs> but I think we the person, <laughs> yeah, the person who's like 30 years younger but has been able to decipher everything and learnt from it and seen it as an opportunity and grown from it, they're awesome to listen to just because they're younger than you. That don't mean shit. Yeah. Oi. Yeah. I get you. And it's the, um, my foot is currently getting gnawed on by Lilo. Lovely. Um, let go, let go. Yeah. And then it's always like the, like, yes, respect your elders, but it's like, just respect everybody and then yeah. just have the conversation. So like, yeah, it, it's getting to the point where like f- professionally, it doesn't matter what someone's age is because I know that there's people that are like in their mid twenties that can absolutely smash something out in 10 seconds versus someone who's, you know, 50 odd something, but you know, 30 years older, but does the same job, but in maybe a couple hours. Yeah. So yeah. Well, like I'm 32. I'm not that much older than you, but like I'm still learning stuff from you. So yeah, there you go. Prime example. That's wild to think about. Um, it's also very scary if you're learning from me, (laughs) all these people learning from me and I'm like, help. (laughs) (laughs) Only for specific topics. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Very specific topics. (laughs) I know my niche well, (laughs) but yeah. So yeah, well, I don't think I have anything else to add. No, I I think that was a really cool conversation. Like I said, I think people will resonate with it a lot. I think personal stories are going to hit home with a lot of people. So I just hope everyone got something out of it and enjoyed our chat. Mm. Yeah. I hope everyone is doing well. I I think we might invest 
in a um in like maybe a studio or maybe some like yeah could you hear that gaming noise behind me not even a little oh okay good because i guess (laughs) (laughs) no i didn't um yeah i mean off air we'll talk about it and come up with a spot i mean i think it would be cool just to be in person so we don't have to like no you no you go yeah no we better do that before i leave yeah it's yeah. otherwise it'd be very fucking difficult to commute to <laughs> it would, <wouldn't> it? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry i'm coming back but just yeah. <laughs> yeah um well yeah i'm happy with i'm happy with that that is awesome so um by the time that this podcast comes out i believe it will be may so uh if anybody wants to that reminds me i have to do my new marketing segment but if anybody would like to sign up to the transformation program because that is now future talking that is now the only program that we are offering if you would like to get into the six month transformation program feel free to let us know while lilo gnaws on the power cable for my computer don't do that or you will die um if you would like to get involved with the community and you are already not go to our instagram hit the link in there go to the discord community jump in i know discord can be a little bit disorienting disorienting disorientating either one uh one of those i don't it's even a pain know the ass to pick up I'm going to do that. Stop using fancy 50 cent words. It's a pain in the ass to pick up, but there is a video in there as to how to use it. So if you're worried about, I don't know how to use it, we've got you covered. Uh, So yeah, get in there, ask some questions about the podcast, what topics and questions you have. And yeah, I hope you got something out of this. And yeah, I just like the, uh, I like the honesty podcast because there's no agenda behind it. There's no script. And it's just like, Hey, this is, this is me. This is my life. And if you would like to learn from someone as broken as me from what you just heard, then let us know. DM us on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next week we'll just talk about how broken I am. We'll just go take it in turns. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just go in turns. Hey, everybody, sign up to the world's most broken coaches. We love you. (laughs) But no, yeah, DM us if you want to get involved in either the, the Discord or messaging us or... God, Lilo is so distracting, but it's so goddamn I cute. Know, I know, I can hear her. Uh, but yes, if you would like to sign up, let us know. I'm going to stop rambling. Have an amazing week, everybody, and that's it. <laughs> Go away. Bye. Go do your thing. <laughs> See you in the next one. <laughs>